Good evening, nerdlings everywhere, and welcome back to the Nerd Fix, the podcast where we talk about everyone and everything in anime, manga, video games, and everything under the sun. And in this episode, we will be doing a continuation of Ben Drown, Creepypasta, with reading host number two. So for those of you who are fans of Legend of Zelda Creepypastas, this is for you. So sit back, relax, and get ready for your creepy fix. Post number two, September 8th, 2010. I'm going to post what happened and link the video footage, but last night everything got too real for me. I think I'm done messing around with this. I passed out pretty much immediately after making that thread. Last night, the elegy of emptiness statue, I had a dream about it. I dreamt that it was following me in my dream, that I would be minding my own business when I'd feel my neck hairs stand up on end. I would turn around that thing, that horrible lifeless statue would be staring with those empty eyes right at me, merely inches away in my dream. I remember calling it Ben, and never before had I had a dream that I could remember so vividly. But the important thing is, I did get some sleep, I suppose. Today, putting off playing the game as long as I could, I drove back to that neighborhood to see if the old man came back. As, expect, as I expected, the car was still gone, and no one was home. As I was walking back to my car, the man next door mowing the grass killed the power to his lawnmower and asked me if I was looking for someone. I told him I was looking to talk to the old man that lived here, to which he told me what I already knew. He was moving. Trying a different avenue, I asked if the old man had any family or relatives I could talk to. I discovered that this old man had never been married, nor did he have any children or grandchildren through adoption. Starting to become worried, I asked one final question, one that I should have asked from the beginning. Who was Ben? The man's expression turned grim, and I learned that four doors down, around eight years ago, on April 23rd, the man informed me that it was the same day as his anniversary. That's how he knew the specific date. There was an accident with a young boy named Ben in the neighborhood. Shortly after his parents moved, and despite any further attempts to talk to the man to get more information, he wouldn't divulge anything else. I went back and started playing again. I loaded up the game and immediately jumped at the title screen where the mask flies by. The sound that played was not the normal whoosh sound. It was something more higher pitched. I pressed start, racing for the worst. But just like two nights ago, the flies, your turn, and Ben were displayed. Truth be told, I looked at the Ben file earlier. It seemed to fluctuate between displaying the owl save and not. I brought up a Ben file, hesitated for a moment, noticing that the stats were not the same as they originally were two days ago. 
It seemed like the, he had already completed the stone temp our temple this time. Summoning my courage, I selected it. Immediately, I was thrusted into complete chaos. Sure enough, I was outside Stone Tower Temple, but that's an, about all that was expected. The zone itself wasn't called Stone Tower Temple, but rather St O N E, and immediately a dialogue box of complete gibberish that I couldn't make out greeted me. Link's body was disordered. His back was cocked violently to the side, where his posture was permanently disfigured. Link's expression was dull, almost monotonous. He had an expression on his face that I didn't recognize before. It was a blank look, as if he was dead. As Link stood there, his body spasmed irregularly back and forth. I examined what had become of my avatar and noticed I had a C button item I had never seen before, some kind of note, but pressing it did nothing. Sounds played back and forth that I didn't recognize from the game, almost demonic in nature, and there was some kind of high-pitched yip or some kind of laugh or something playing in the background. I had all of two minutes to take in the environment before another one of those fucking eulogy of emptiness statues was summoned and immediately after I was cut into the dawn of a new day screen, except this time, it was without the, the lines of text. I was a Deku scrub in Clock Town. The scene was normally played after the first time you traveled back in time. Talt would say, What just happened? It's as if everything has... But instead of, sa of saying, Start it over. She finished her remark in broken text as the laugh of the happy mass salesman played in the background. I was put back in control of my character, but from a fucked up camera angle. I was looking from behind the door to the clock tower, watching my avatar run around as a Deku shrub, seeing as how I really had no place to go because I couldn't see anything, but gradually went inside the door. There I was. Greeted by the happy mass salesman, who simply told me, You've met a terrible fate, haven't you? Before the screen whited out. I was in Termania Field as a human again. I might as well not have been playing the same game anymore. I was being warped around and there was no sign of a day clock or anything. I took a moment to get my bearings as I looked around the field and immediately I could tell that this was not normal. There was no enemies, and a twisted version of the Happy Mass Salesman theme was playing. I decided to run towards Woodfall before I noticed a gathering of three figures off the side, one of them being a Pona. As I approached them, to my horror I saw the Happy Mass Salesman, the Skull Kid, and the elegy of emptiness statue just standing there. I figured maybe they were bugging, bugged out, but by now I told myself that I should know better. Nevertheless, I approached them carefully and found that the Skull Kid was playing some kind of idle animation 
loop. Same with Epona. An elegy of emptiness statue was doing what it has been doing all along. Just standing there, eerily. It was the happy mass salesman that scared me more profoundly than the other two. He was too idle, wearing that same shit-eating grin. But wherever I moved, his head slowly turned and followed me. I had not engaged in any dialogue with him, nor was I in combat with him, yet his head still continued to follow my movements, reminded of my first encounter with the Skull Kid on top of the clock tower. I pulled out my ocarina, to which the game played the ding sound when you're supposed to play your ocarina, and tried a song I haven't played yet, the Happy Mass Salesman's own song, and the song that had been played on loop back in day four, the song of healing. I finished playing the song, and as I did, an ear-piercing screech blasted on my TV. The sky immediately started flashing. The Happy Mass Salesman twisted theme song sped up, intensifying the fear inside me, and Link exploded into flames and died. The three figures stayed lit up during my death screen as they watched my lifeless body burn. I can't describe to you how sudden and terrifying the transition from eerie to terror it is. You're going to have to watch the video if you want to see firsthand. That same fear that caused me to lose sleep two days ago started to grip me again as I was met with the text, You've met a horrible fate, haven't you? For the third time. There has to be some kind of meaning behind that. I had little time to ponder as I was immediately given another small cutscene of transforming into Azora, and now I found myself in Great Temple Bay. Hesitant but curious to see what the game had in store for me, I slowly made my way towards the beach, where I found Epona. I wonder why the game had decided to put her there. Was the game implying she was trying to get a drink? Unable to take the mask off, I decided that riding the steed wasn't the reason she was placed there. Suddenly, I realized that Epona kept neighing, and the way she was angled made it look like she was trying to signal a point to me off in the distance. It was a hunch. But I dove into Great Bay and started swimming. Sure enough, I almost missed it. I found something at the bottom of the ocean. One last elegy of emptiness statue. I went down to examine it, and suddenly, Mizora started doing a choking animation I had never seen a Zora do before, which didn't even make sense because Zoras can breathe underwater. Regardless, my character choked to death and died. And again, the statue wasn't the only thing that was highlighted in my death. I didn't respond this time. I was booted back to the main menu as if I restarted the console. The press start screen was before me. I knew the only reason why it would put me here is because the save files had changed again. Taking a deep breath, I pressed start and I was right. The new save files told me about Ben. 
Now it made sense why the statue appeared when I tried to go to the laundry pool. The game must have anticipated how I would have tried to escape the day four clock town. The two save files told me his fate. As I suspected, Ben was dead. He had drowned. The game obviously isn't through with me. It taunts me with the new save files. It wants me to keep playing. It wants me to go further. But I'm done with this shit. I'm not touching any more of the files. This is already way too horrifying for me and I don't even believe in the paranormal. But I'm running out of ex explanations. Why would someone send me this message? I don't understand it. I just get too depressed thinking about this. The footage is up here for those who want to see it and try to analyze it. Maybe there's some kind of coded message in the gibberish or something symbolic in what I went through. I'm too emotionally and mentally drained to fuck with it anymore. Post number 3, September 10th, 2010. I know it's early in the morning. I've stayed up all night. I can't sleep. I don't care if people see this. That's not the point. I just want the word to get spread so I don't suffer for nothing. I've lost the will to type about this. The less I dwell on this, the better. I think the video just speaks for itself. I did what you guys told me to do. I played the Elegy of Emptiness song at the first prompt by the game I was given. But I think that's what the game or Ben. Jesus Christ, I can't believe I'm even humoring the absurd idea that he exists in the game wanted me to do. He's following me now, not just in the game, he's in my dreams. I see him all the time behind my back, just watching me. I haven't gone to any of my classes. I've stayed in my dorm room with the windows closed and the blinds shut. That way I know he can't watch me. But he still gets me when I play. When I play, he can still see me. The game is scaring me now. It talked to me for the first time. Not just using text that already in the game. It spoke to me. Talked to me. It referenced Ben. It talked to me. I don't know what it means. I don't know what it wants. I never wanted this. I just want my old life back. Stuff like this doesn't happen to people like me. I'm just a kid. Not even old enough to drink yet. It's not fair. I want to go home. I want to see my parents again. I'm so far away from home here at this school. I just want to hug my mom again. I want to forget that statue's horrible blank face. My horrible game file, my original game file is back. Just the way I left it before it was gone. I don't want to play anymore. I feel like something bad will happen if I don't, but that's impossible. It's just a video game. Haunted or not, it can't hurt me, right? 
Like, seriously, though. You can't. Right? That's what I kept telling myself. But every time I think about it, I'm not so sure. Post number four, September 12th, 2010. Let me just clear things up. I know you guys are worried, but Jaru Sabo is okay. He's just moving out today and he said he's going back home. He's just taking the semester off. I'm not really sure what's happened. I have a vague idea, but you guys probably know more than I do. I'm Jaru Sabo's roommate. And obviously, I knew something was wrong with him for a few days now. He stayed in his room all the time, fell out of contact with literally all of his friends. I'm pretty sure he hasn't been eating hardly anything. After the second day, I couldn't stay in there anymore, so I have been crashing at a buddy's place, only coming into my room to get the stuff I, that I need. I tried talking to him several times, but he would cut me off or keep the conversation brief when I asked him about his strange behavior. It's like he was convinced something was haunt was haunting him. Yesterday I came to grab my philosophy book and he approached me, looking awful, like horrible bags under his eyes. He handed me a flash drive and gave me specific instructions. He told me he needs me to do one last favor for him. He finally explained to me what he's has been going on, gave me the account info to his YouTube account, and told me that he's going away, away from here, that it lured him to play it again instead of trying to change things that, and that he should have done that, and to upload the footage and inform people what happened. I told him that he could do it himself, and he got this wild look in his eyes and told me that he is never looking at that game again and that's the last thing he said to me he never even said bye when his parents came to pick him up i never even got to meet his parents i honestly can't tell you what happened when he spoke it was kind of hard to understand him and his fucked up appearance really distracted me on a flash drive, there was a footage of the game last night, a text document with his name and password for YouTube, and a third document called thetruth.txt, containing what he told me were his notes that he had taken. He told me that this meant everything to him, that I follow his instructions exactly. Normally I wouldn't be so to the letter for requests over a fucking video game, but the way he spoke and the way he looked made me know this was really serious and I'm going to honor that. I've had this video since yesterday, but had to have someone help me use Pinnacle that not really, that's not really my forte, that after watching it, I had to go back through and look at his other videos on his YouTube account to realize what was going on and even then I'm really, really confused. 
The video I'm releasing tonight, The Truth.txt, will be released on September 15th, just like he requested. I haven't dared peeked at it yet, so the first time I see it, it will be the first time you see it out of respect with my friend. To answer your questions, no, I haven't tried calling him yet. I think I'll give him a call tomorrow to see if he's okay or not. He should have gotten back home by now. About the video, in, in this video, I cut straight to when he loaded the Ben file in the game. Looking back, I realized that Jado Sable left the same save select screen in because it said different names sometimes, so my bad for that. But all it says this time was the same at the end of the video, his last video, Link and Ben. Nothing different. I wasn't there when he played it, but it looks like in the beginning, when he first spawns, he's testing out his equipment or seeing what items he has or something, because apparently they've changed randomly before. Then, after that, I just think the game got too personal for him. post number two and as a special treat post three and four of Ben Drown. If you liked today's episode please leave a, a comment of what other creepypasta stories you would like for me to read in the next future for the Nerdfix and be on the lookout for post number five of the conclusion for Ben Drown. But for those who have stuck by towards the end, thank you so much for listening. And to end the episode, as always, whether or not you believe in the term nerd or not, keep loving what makes you, you, and stay awesome. Thank you so much for stopping by, and I will see you next time for a brand new episode. Later!